I just realized I don't know what episode number it is. 68? Is that right? If you're telling me. We stopped listing the episode number on the show itself, so I have to think of what I said last week. It's either 67 or 68, one of the two. We know it's not 69 because we're going to uh, ask uh, Dean to come it's on. It's either 68 episode 69. I think you're right. I think it's 68. We'll go with 68. It's episode number 68 of Jiving Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event. Vent. Vent. AJ Francis of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who is back with us in studio this week. Guess who's back? Um, came in rocking his legit boss pendant. Is that that's the one I got you for your that's, graduation that's the, gift? That's the chain bouncing. If you guys couldn't hear, that me. is really what's bouncing right now. He, um, he yes. came in rocking that today, which I respect. You didn't bring the um, the, the 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 one for the knuckles though. No, I didn't. They don't fit my hand. Oh, yes, that's probably a fair point. <laughs> yeah, that makes All sense. Right. <laughs> Well, my bad. <laughs> okay. Got to attach to a wristband or something like somehow engineer it. Well, that is a that is a good looking. That's chain. a good chain that right is there. A really good looking chain. Um, we got a lot to do this week, and we will chat later on in the program. Zach Gowan, you remember Zach Gowan uh, from his time in WWE as well as TNA and Ring of Honor. Um, probably remember him most because he had one leg, and. Yet wrestled and wrestled at a very high level. And is way cooler than you. Yes. With two legs. Fat. Oh my God. Such a fact. I mean, me. That goes without saying. Well, I was saying the. All of. All, all of the. You. Right, what is sorry. it called? The. The royal. We. The royal you. Or the royal you. <laughs> all right. The royal you. Um, he appeared on American Ninja Warrior a couple weeks ago. And yeah, he did. He killed it. We'll talk to him about that. We'll talk to him about what he's doing. His thoughts on uh, some professional wrestling stuff. As Zach Gallen will join us later in the show. Let's take care of some homework at the top. Um, we are going to do this draft party. Yeah. It's I, happening. It's happening. That's not the same night as the All-Star game, is it? I was no, no, that's the week before. Week before? Okay. Yeah. I'm Not that I care. I would have happily yeah, skipped no, the All-Star all, all, game. All-Star game is the 12th. The draft is the 19th. Okay. All right. Very good. So the 19th of July, we will be here at our studio in Hamden, which is part of Boston. I've always forget it's in how Baltimore. Many, it's but Baltimore. I always forget how many people like listen from outside of Baltimore. Like somebody checked in with us from Indiana recently. Hey, if they um, want to come to the draft party, yeah, if you want to come in, right? Yeah, we'll be That'd here. Be awesome. you can come hang out and watch the draft. Um, Beers on Glenn. We're all gonna bring beer, aren't we? I thought it was gonna be like a community th- type of beer. Yeah, situation. it will, but beers on Glenn. Mostly on me. All right, fair well, enough. I mean, you're gonna have lots of leftovers after this weekend, so uh, that is true. God, well, not I if hope, I have anything. Yeah, I, hope, <laughs> I hope I will. Um, but yeah, we're gonna do that. It's happening. If you want to be here, email jobbingoutshow at gmail dot com. Yep. Anyone who's emailed, I've kind of just sent a we we got your email and uh, just stay tuned for the details. Well, we'll get... just plan on us to be just plan on being here. Yeah, we'll plan send on you the address and we'll send you when when we figure out the time. We'll figure out bring the time. something whatever you want to bring. I'd love it if somebody had like an awesome like bomb ass mac and cheese recipe or something like that. Like they made jalapeno mac cheese sausage casserole something like that. Yeah, bring some of that. And we'll have that type of party on the 19th. The bad, bunch of fat guys sitting around watching the, and Aaron, because Aaron's a dick and isn't a fat guy. Fuck you, Aaron. That's right. What a jerk you are. God, God damn metabolism. Bastard. Yeah, right? What the hell's wrong with you? It's terrible. Right. Have you ever seen Aaron eat? It's like a bird. It is kind of like a bird. What's amazing is, like, you order something and three hours later, Aaron isn't halfway through it yet. <laughs> Aaron eats like an invalid child. <laughs> wow. Boy, that is harsh. Wow, I just don't even know how to come back on that one. That is really harsh. All right, let's get into uh, Raw from this week. And it was a productive Raw. It It, continued where you want to get to in order to go to Battleground. It 
this has been a strange time because you have the draft looming, and you you kind of don't know what you're building it's, it's to. It's made Battleground a very strange yeah, and I mean, good pay-per-view. It is very good. It's loaded. There's no doubt about that. Uh, this week, a couple things that jumped out. Number one, you have Dean lead off the show. And in, you no, yeah, have Seth him, lead off the show. Uh, oh, right. Sorry. Seth lead off the show. Yeah. And then Dean came out. But okay. Seth lead off the show, and you have him address the elephant in the room, which is Roman Reigns' suspension. There was good and bad in this, I thought. Okay. Uh, if, if you want me. The good was, A, they addressed it. They didn't just I, – I was so convinced that they were just going to – he was going to be gone, and they weren't going to mention it. So that was good. The bad was the way that, A, I liked it. He was like, I'm going off script. But we had the Titan Tron yeah, from That was a little weird. That was a little hokey. And the fact that the two people who addressed it and criticized them for it were Seth Rollins and Stephanie McMahon, meaning that it seems like they are going to somehow try to turn this into a, oh, poor Roman Reigns thing and yeah, try to keep it I, as a face. If, if that's the case, I don't like that. But yeah. it did seem like they were trying to force the angle of Seth being a heel again on Monday night. Yep. Um, and I couldn't tell if that was just because they need a heel while they don't, you know, right now they need yeah. a heel. Yeah. Or if that was because they want to continue that plan of of trying to make Roman a sympathetic figure, and as we talked about last week, that is absolutely the wrong way to go with this. This is the moment. At this where point, correct. Yeah, you have to recognize it, and you have to say. I mean, DC is going to be chanting steroids the entire time, whether or not it's steroids. We don't know exactly right. what it was. That's probably what they're going to chant at him when he comes out. Correct. That's what they do. I mean, that's the way it works, and and you adapt to that, and you yeah. say we're going to make him the heel. We're gonna we're gonna accept it, and we're gonna try to make him a Freaking great heel, a strong ass viable heel. If he hits, if he hits Dean and and Seth with the chair like twenty five times, yeah. and then you win, got a heel and wins the title. You're, God. Yeah, you're in good shape. People That's are a, furious, and it's a pretty good problem to have. Yeah, to have a strong heel right now. Who is your strong heel at the moment? Rusev. Rusev, yeah. Who's yeah. barely involved with the card? Right. You need strong heels, and I think that Roman could be the strongest heel. So, yeah, I, I am with you on that, that it's weird. I I think that maybe part of the problem is not knowing. But I think Seth did a good job, though, of, like, outlining, making it so that you bring up the fact that he's gone and why he's gone. Right. Without, like, intently going out of your way to try to bury the guy so that it makes sense for him to come back and still be in the title picture. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, that's the hard thing, because you're right. If they make him look too bad about it, then once we get to Battleground, we're like, it, okay, well, why is he in the main right, event? It makes them look worse. Yeah. It makes them look worse they're continuing to have the same main yeah. event. So that it's a tough line to walk. Also, I just don't know if they figured out the nuance of Seth's character. That's tricky, because I, my suggestion was you have Dean, the pure face, you have Roman, the pure heel, and then you have Seth kind of as a tweener. Seth worked really well as a heel. Yeah. When he came back, in that moment, we thought he could come back as a face. I don't know that they figured out the nuance of Seth as a tweener just yet, he's, what that would look like if they were to go that route. He's always had a little, and this is going back to his Ring of Honor days, a little bit of trouble doing face promos. He's never been a real natural face. And so I wonder if part of that is, you know, he's still kind of figuring out, or, you know, if they, they don't know if he can mm -hmm. be a credible face on the mic. In the ring, his moveset, clear face. Easy to make him a face in the yeah. ring. Mm -hmm. But on the mic, it's a little bit trickier. It, it was weird as we got to the end of the night, and he hit the pedigree, and it didn't seem to get any reaction. And then they go back to the stage, and what's going on on the stage? And then they just have him come back and do another pedigree, almost like, yeah, we didn't get what we wanted out of the first one. Let's try this again and see if it works. It just, 
it didn't seem to function. I think the real problem they're having right now. Well, I don't think they did that. I think they that was already part of the. I, it was written that way, yeah. maybe. I just came off I don't think really. Maybe. I think it was definitely written that way. That's why the camera went directly to it. But did you notice when the camera went back to him, like his face was a little like, and he just sort of kind of okay, I'll go do it again. Like it came off a little strange to me. Go back and rewatch the way his face when the camera comes back to him. It felt like he thought he was done, and then all of a sudden he had to do something else. That's all I'm saying. Just watch his face and see the way it reacts. But the at the end of the night, and it's going to get into the other main event, you know, that's going on, which is Cena Styles Part Two, yeah. um, was really odd and sort of really spoke to how I don't, I don't, I don't know what they thought they were going to get out of this. I did not sense they got the reaction they felt they were going to get. They have a situation where John Cena is getting beat up on the ramp, and you have Seth Rollins beating down Dean Ambrose in the ring. The crowd likes what's happening on the ramp. They don't like John Cena. They are indifferent kind of right now. I they, hated the fact that they used Dean Ambrose to do John Cena's dirty work in that whole segment there. Yeah, that didn't, that no, didn't that work. that was me being sarcastic for you because he didn't. Oh, yeah. Okay. They, it, it, it was they, the two feuds. They now, were two. You're separating the two. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. What I'm saying is that was me being you. Oh, shut up. All right. <laughs> I'm saying they think they're going to get this overly negative reaction when the truth is people aren't overly negative to Seth right now, and they're certainly not overly negative to whoever is going after John Cena. And they're also, I hate the burst people's bubble. You wonder why Roman Reigns gets all the pushes and Roman Reigns gets all the the uh, uh, opportunities from. The front office. Did you listen to Dean's pop when he came out? It really wasn't great. It was it was good. You it know wasn't I mean? like, even good. It wasn't hot. Yeah. It was oh he's here. Now part to, of that. To be fair, nobody got a great yeah, reaction. That's the part. Night. That that's not true. Part. New Day got a fantastic. Okay, reaction. so the New Day. That's one. One. <laughs> right. I, I will agree with Aaron. I did not sense that the crowd was. And I do. I know you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, so you can't say anything negative about Tampa. Um, yeah, no, it was weird how, like, Jameis was trying to get them to go crazy, and they didn't do that either. Yeah. Tampa's was, not known as a great... It's not a, you know... It, it's, it's not great but, for but the... But the reality, area. it's an older area, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let, let's let's call a spade a spade. I'm, this isn't a shot at Tampa. It's just not yeah. a rabid particular area. It's not... You don't get those types of fans. Right. So, for the most part, you didn't get those reactions. But, my again, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think in a Dean-Seth individual feud, right? You take Roman Reigns out of the equation, there's a lot of people who are like, hey, I like Seth. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I, really like Seth. I just think that that moment they tried to set up for, they didn't get anything out of that moment at the end of the night because, again, we don't... Maybe it's not that people love AJ Styles or the club right now, but they love anyone who's going after John Cena, and they and I know they tried to sell you John Cena as the hometown guy. You know what's funny is that John guy. Cena doesn't even get... Like, his... John Cena sucks like that. It's not that, rabid and it does. For, yeah. Since he's been back, it hasn't been big. Like it, you can barely hear it over the. Well, people still like singing it, and I, you can. You that's can what I'm saying. But you, you can barely hear it. Though. Yeah. Like before he left, it, it was, was the yeah. entire crowd. Right. I hear you. Now it's like, oh man, we actually do like John Cena. I, well, let's see them show up in Chicago. Let's see them show right. up in you know Philadelphia, did, and let's see what happens when they go to a place did, like that. Did, was anyone surprised with? It wasn't a clean win by any stretch. But it was pretty close to a clean win by uh, Rollins. You know, he turned around and he hit him with the pedigree. It wasn't like he hit him with the chair when well, he I, had his back turned. That was I, I found that pretty shocking. Credit not, not to me. I mean, they wrestled for what five months last year, and Rollins never won clean, but he won matches. So 
I mean, to have him go over once, I mean, that's not. Especially, it, it is strange especially that John when Cena, the point is to make sure that well, John Cena, John Cena has Cena wrestled stays out of the title picture. Right. Yeah. I mean, I. But again, if this was a year ago, it's a very shady win, it, or it, at least maybe it's a roll up. It's not yeah. a he definitively hits him with the pedigree and gets the one, that, two, three. Yeah. There. Be, yeah. Because a year ago he hadn't just. Seth Rollins hadn't done one of the greatest title reigns in the history. No, he's, uh, yeah. he's a business. different place in his career, yeah. and, and John Cena's in a different place in his career, and that right. to me is the more important part. That's right what now, I'm trying to get. Yeah, is that it's good that John Cena is taking losses. John mm-hmm. Cena should be taking losses. Yeah, I'm not at this saying this is a bad thing at all. Yeah. He should no, 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 be. I was just yeah. He should be putting guys over now. Some of them are going to need to be more clean. Like the, John Cena needs to take clean losses at this point in his career, and that's. A really difficult thing. I'll take one step at a time here. I, right. I, for now, it's a good thing that he's just taking the losses. I agree. I still think we all have this sneaking suspicion of, I, I'm just waiting for him to win what's legitimately a one-on-three match against the club at Battleground, and us go back to, oh, right, he's still John Cena. That's right. You John know, Cena's like, still here. It's still that guy. It's yeah. still John Cena. Right. Like, I'm waiting for that feeling, but this is who he should be at this point in his career. He should be the guy that's working to put over other guys, and in order to put over other guys, you gotta lose. Mm-hmm. You have to lose. You gotta eat pins. You gotta what, tap out. But he's done that for the last couple of years, though. But not cleanly. Not yet. He lost cleanly to Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. Yeah. He lost cleanly. Right, when he had a freaking he hematoma, man. He lost cleanly to Kevin Owens. Cleanly to Kevin Owens. That was 18 months right. away and from then, each and other. And then he had to get three wins over him afterwards. But hold it, not even that, though. You're talking about you're talking about Daniel Bryan no, and Kevin your point, Owens. Your point was that he needs to be losing clean to younger guys. He needs to keep losing. Like, he, he needs, needs to, to not go 18 months between clean losses. Right. Like, he can't have to get his heat back right afterwards. The concern right now can't be about John Cena's heat. If John Cena can't stand on his own at this point in his career... You got problems. He's got to be a guy that can just show up and be John Cena. You need to have his heat go to somebody else. He can't be the guy that needs to get it all back. If I lose one, I better win the next three. It can't go that way for John Cena at this point in his career. If you're still doing that, you're you're just you're still feeding the same cow. Like you've got 16 other cows that need to get fed. Um, this guy's already fat. He's good. You need to be doing this type of stuff. So far, so good. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we're, I think we're both saying, yeah. so far, so good this time back. So far, he's looked like a guy that's willing. And I think that it's not about whether or not he's willing, because John Cena would do whatever the company asked of him, for God's sakes, yeah. at any point in his The career. company seems to It looks to like be. the company is now willing, yes, yeah. to say, okay, we know John Cena needs to lose. We can We can have him take some losses and understand it's not going to affect him significantly, and it will have a very positive impact on the guys that he's facing. But you just still have that sneaking feeling of, as we are just talking about, it's still John Cena, and we're going to get a reminder in a minute that it's, nothing's really changed. We just happened to watch the time where so, he was willing to eat a couple of losses. So we're all on the same page that it's going to be at SummerSlam, the club versus John Cena, Randy Orton, and insert name here. I didn't just with the, with, with the draft split, I, I can't say I don't know what. Sure. I, that's, yeah, the, that's true. It's yeah. the real goofy part about SummerSlam to me like, right ev- now. Everything seems like, oh, everything from SummerSlam should be a rematch from Battleground. Like, we should get another style. Another so you year, know we right, should get exactly. It. But it could be this is Battleground, and this really is. This is the last, at least for a while, Owen-Zane feud. It is the last Shield And set up purposely to be that way. Yeah. Like, they're trying to tell us, we are separating these two guys on the 19th. We're not putting them on the same card. If you want to see another Owen-Zane, you better watch Battleground. Which is great. Which is, Yeah, it's great it for Battleground. Fantastic. The, the only question becomes... And does especially it, since, we'll be there. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But does it weaken SummerSlam in the process? That's the only, like... 
if I had Owen Zane, I don't think it weakens it because it makes it so like the one thing that WrestleMania always has is fresh matchups. Like you might have two, maybe three matches out of a ten match card that are matches we saw months leading up to it. But usually at WrestleMania you get fresh matchups, and I think that's what's going to happen with SummerSlam this year is you're going to have completely new fresh matchups for the card, which is going to make it. And it's got to be. They just got to be big. They yeah. got to be. You know. And because it's fresh matchups. I mean, you're not going to be able to be like, well, Cena won, Cena lost the last two, so he's definitely going to win this one. You don't know who they're going to be right. facing. It's fine. But I, we, I, I but think they're in an interesting position where they have to put guys together. They, they have to be thinking about SummerSlam for the brand split because you don't want to just, okay, we have to start over these feuds for SummerSlam here. Right. So you have to, but at the same time, you also want to be thinking way beyond SummerSlam months, for, right. yeah. for this brand split. So. The draft's going to be so fascinating. No, it's, it really it's, it's is. It's really interesting, and it, it makes SummerSlam really interesting because we, we really have no clue right now. Look, could it end up working out? We, have, we do get some rematches? Sure, it could work out that right way. Right now, on air, you're the you're the draft. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, you're the GM. Who is your number one pick? God, man, this is so tough. Like, if, am I doing this in the... You're in, the in of, am I doing this on screen or off screen? On screen. On screen. Roman Reigns. John Cena. Brock Lesnar. Well, See, but that's the problem. Off screen, it's Brock Lesnar. No, no, no. On screen, it's Brock Lesnar well, too. And then I, then I say, because I have John Cena Brock Lesnar is going weeks. to main event every. Now that he's with UFC, and he when he knocks out Mark Hunt, yeah, I get him for. I don't get him on my show. Matter. You get him on your show matter. for ten weeks in a year. Doesn't matter. I get John Cena for fifty. Yeah, that's weeks. my. That's my thing. <laughs> I need. Matter. I need a star that's coming on my show every week if I'm drafting. Mm. I trust me. I want Brock Lesnar too. You pay for the premium, my friend. But if I've got the number one pick and you got the next two picks, and you're gonna get both, you're right. Reasons. You might you might have John Cena for 52 weeks, and it'll be great for you. But those 10 weeks that Brock Lesnar Dude, shows up, no, my ratings are going to be. You're acting like I'm arguing against <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> no, I'm like saying. I have. <laughs> uh, he's the answer. I well, Brock Lesnar is always the answer. Brock, right? Brock, yeah, <laughs> this is what we're coming back to. The answer is always Brock Lesnar. Before we get off of the whole kind of main event picture, there's two yeah. things that that stuck out to me. One. What do you guys think of Stephanie McMahon's involvement and in how she was all of a sudden? Was there really any interaction between Stephanie McMahon and Dean Ambrose in the year leading up to this? No. So it was a little bit weird. And I think it went to the fact that they need a real heel in this situation, and it's not Seth Rollins. Because, so it's got to be Stephanie. So it's got to be Stephanie. But it came off very awkwardly, I thought. Yeah, you're right. But it makes sense. Well, she is a heel. I mean, because it's... It's the same argument they use against Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Yeah. So it, it's not like it doesn't fit her character. It fits with Dean for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to say, all right, of all the WWE champions we've had in the last ten years, Daniel Bryan's number one most unlikely to be a corporate figure face. Number two would have to be Dean Ambrose. Do you worry at all that after the split we could have Dean Triple H? I think that's probably what's coming. You really do? Yeah. See, I'm still so convinced it's Shane Triple he's H. Still owed, he's still owed a rematch. Uh, I mean, that's true. That, that's an easy way to build it in. I mean, Man, right. yeah. you could do Seth, I mean, you could have Seth and Roman right. on SmackDown for the World Heavyweight title. Right, and, and then, then you, you could have, have Dean, Dean versus Triple H. Especially because, which leads to my number two, with the fact that they, they the broadcasters, and now it's confirmed on WWE.com, it's now the WWE Championship, not WWE, so it makes it sound like there's going to be a you know two belts. Right. Anyone else see the main event ending with a double pin? So let's oh, so let's say okay. Ambrose and Reigns or whoever pin both pin Rollins. Oh look, they're on separate brands already. They're both champion. It's interesting. 
be an interesting way to do it. It I feels figure, like I, the, it that feels would like that would work. I would much rather prefer a tournament. I, I, well, tournaments are always a ten. Um, I would also think that it could be big business for one of your first SmackDowns to have a title match. On again, you got the you got the draft for the first one. Then you announce on the first one Ooh, next imagine, week. Imagine you have the the top four draft picks right. to SmackDown, have a four-man tournament for the World Heavyweight title. And then you do it all well, to on me, SmackDown. You do it on all, you do all on SmackDown. matches on SmackDown. keep trying to make sure mm-hmm. the people are watching every Tuesday night. You've got to indoctrinate. This is still a tough thing. Tuesday night is not a wrestling night. It's, it's not a night that in your lifetime you have made wrestling a priority. They are sort of rewriting this. But I think it's good for them. I'm not, I, I'm not I, saying that it's I not. Because I think that Tuesday's a better night for wrestling than Thursday. Well, Maybe. T- there's nothing on no, Tuesday. And because nobody goes out and because, yeah. you know, like there's... The only thing that I've ever watched on Tuesday is Fresh Off the Boat and Flash. That's it. Ever? Ever. There have been other shows on Tuesdays, right? And other than like a basketball game? Yeah, ever. There's something that I watched I on mean, Tuesday this year. I just can't think of what it was now. Oh, you know what airs on Tuesday? I like the Nikki Glazer show on Comedy Central. Yeah, She's okay. really funny. So Nikki Glazer. I hear you. It's not a – I get you. Look, I, I don't disagree with your – but yeah. you still have to condition people for sure. to watch wrestling on Tuesday nights. And so I would think for the first month, you want to load up those Tuesday night smackdowns. Yeah. You want to give as much as you possibly can in the first month to indoctrinate. They're going to watch the first one. They could just do it – what they could do is do a tournament – and then have it and have it run all, all every, the way to SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah, and you have a type that would, of title you have a big 16-person tournament, and you have it. Yeah, that would go a long way. I mean, I, it's a it's a good idea. Yeah. You know, would it drag as much as you can out of it? I just you got to do stuff. You got to do a bunch in that first month to indoctrinate. Tuesday night is now a wrestling night. Now my biggest problem is, I saw that your post and you said, and you just said it too that they changed it from the WWE World Heavyweight Championship to the WWE Championship. Do you think we're going to get two tag team titles, too? No. I, I shouldn't say I definitely don't think. They definitely shouldn't. Why? Because like, I, I think that one of the things you can do, I think you should build either SmackDown or Raw, whichever one you want. You should make you know the full division in there. I think that's a big way to set the, the you, shows apart. I don't think you can do that, honestly. I really think that's tough. I really and do. I think it's tough, I but think, I think it's I doable. think it, w- it would work if you made it. We were talking about it like last month now, where... Clearly, it, all signs are pointing towards SmackDown having the World Heavyweight Championship. Or maybe Raw has World Heavyweight You don't mm-hmm. know. But there being two World this Heavyweight Champions. Right. And then you i got to think each show will also probably have – Raw will probably have the U.S. and the Intercontinental Title. Right. right. I think it's possible to then have the Divas and the Tag Team Titles float. I would not disagree with that. I think it's possible, but I, I think it's a bad idea because I think – I think something that's really important here is you want to make the shows as different as possible. Aaron, you want I hear to- you. I think this is a wrestling storyline issue where sometimes, how does a tag team happen? You, you're two guys that just have a common goal, so you end up tagging once, and all of a sudden, if there's no tag team division on that show... Why would you ever have a tag team match? Correct. There's, I mean, there's no, well, there's, I mean, there's reasons to have tag matches if you combine two men, you know. Yeah, like but right, but why would they ever work together? Why would there again? be a tag team? You're there's right. Natural, and, how do you, yeah. and the biggest issue we have now with the Divas is that they need two storylines, right? Well, that's why I how put... How do you I get put, that if you put the entire tag division on one show? Well, I put the... Di- mm, I think you can. I think it's tricky. I think it's tricky. You're I right. I mean, yeah, you can. You can book Roman Reigns as a ba- as a babyface. You can book him as a heel. I mean, they just don't want to. Exactly. Right. I mean, for whatever Look, reason. I'm not saying it would be easy to put the ta- you know one tag division on one show. 
I think it's a lot easier if, like, the rumors happen that they want to add a third hour to SmackDown. Then I think, oh, wait a second. Yeah, now it is fairly easy to do that because you have a whole other hour to fill. So that kind of plays into it. But um, I, I think it's doable. And, you know, I, I keep just harping back on the fact that if it's the same, you know, more or less the same show just with different people on Raw and SmackDown, it's going to fail. It's going to fail if it's the same show. I don't think so. I, 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 I don't think so because if New Day's on SmackDown, it's not going to fail. SmackDown's not going to fail. New Day, the the problem isn't the shows feeling different or being different. It's the people you put on the shows. Mm-hmm. If Seth Rollins and the New Day are on SmackDown, SmackDown's going to do just fine. If like when and they that's had, the only place you can see SmackDown. It's important to, to yeah, see those guys. Yeah. It's important to say that because like when the last time they did a a big swap on the draft, the last big name person to switch was Randy Orton going mm-hmm. over to SmackDown. When you have it so that. Oh, Randy Orton's over on SmackDown, and their roster was so depleted that Randy Orton showed up day one. They're like, "All right, you get a title shot," because literally you're here and you're right. the best person yeah, we have. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's because Raw had a much better roster than SmackDown. But if you actually balance it out, which is, should be their their goal, if they're actually going to be on the same network at the same time, day after day, their goal should be to make them as even as possible. Maybe not as 50-50, but at least 60-40. I, I just think I think the success of the – I think for the first couple years, it was a successful brand split between yeah, the two. And because I think, the rosters were even. Well, rosters were even, and SmackDown was a different show. SmackDown was more of the wrestling-oriented, not necessarily crazy storylines, while Raw was kind of the more traditional WWE attitude era. We're going to have a lot of story. Like we're going to have, you know, Triple H run roughshod. We're going to have Katie Vick. We're going to have, you know, not that SmackDown didn't have ridiculous things, but it was very clearly SmackDown is kind of the wrestling brand, while Raw is more. Yeah, the but at the same time, brand. SmackDown had Rock and Brock. Yeah, that's why they were. It wasn't. People weren't like yes. People were gonna walk, they, tune they in to watch very, wrestling. They had a very good run, but it was because they Benoit had Rock and Jericho, and Brock. SmackDown Six, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like the I guys hear, helped. Aaron, I hear yeah. where you're coming from. I about. do. I do understand what you're saying yeah. completely. I'm but just. Saying. I don't think just having the tag division is not. I think it's just. I think it's it's central to writing wrestling to be able to write yeah. tag matches to and be able to. You know what the best thing that's gonna come from Raw and SmackDown splitting up is that New Day and end zone cast will be split up because i feel like they bite from the same piece of pie. right yeah right yeah no, i think you're a thousand percent right about that all right let's pause here because there's still a plenty from raw that we haven't talked about yeah. yet we'll get to yep. that in segment number two um including uh charlotte and dana brooke losing and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that and we'll talk about where the women's division is headed still don't really know what's going on with the women after the draft either by the way Sort of the same boat. I, right. I'm with you. I think Probably should, gonna float. Like I think it should float. I think that you should have women on both shows. I think it's a terrible idea to put the division on one show. I just think it's a bad, bad idea. But we'll talk about all that stuff and everything else that happened from Raw. I'm Glenn. That's Aaron. And that's the main event. AJ Francis, and this is jobbing out. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stan the fan and Adam Gladstone. Real baseball talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash Stan the Fan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. 
Looking for licensed Orioles and Ravens jewelry for the sports fan in your life? Charles Newsonoff and Sons Jewelers. 8720 Sater Hill Road in Parkville since 1923. Charles Newsonoff and Sons has provided the Baltimore area with affordable fine jewelry, quality repair workmanship, and a total devotion to customer service. Looking to pop the question? Charles Newsonoff and Sons has designer mountings and certified loose diamonds. Prices that can't be beat for the perfect proposal. Download their new app, the Vow Engagement Ring finder for iphone or android and search styles get prices and even upload a picture of your hand and try rings on virtually charles newson off and sons orioles ravens jewelry and the vow engagement ring finder go to charlesnewsonoff.com or call 410-661-5050 charles newson off and sons jewelers 8720 cedar hill road in park let's roll together This is Stan the Fan. The next Orioles Hangout Night at Game Sports Bar, located 1400 Warner Street, is Wednesday, July 27th, before the O's take on the Rockies. That night, Orioles Hangout has specially priced tickets for the game, and if you come to Game Sports Bar before the game, you get the following. Free parking, $2 Bud Light drafts before the game, $1 off hamburgers and wings, and a free draft beer after the game. Plus, an hour before the game, you'll get some keen insights into the O's from Tony Penty of OriolesHangout.com and yours truly, Stan the Fan. So make your plans now, whether part of the Orioles Hangout Night group or not. Great savings, July 27th, as the O's host the Rockies, and the fun begins before the game at Game Sports Bar, 1400 Warner Street, a stone's throw from the horseshoe. That's Orioles Hangout Night, July 27th. Get your tickets now, pressboxonline.com slash hangout. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Oh, are we doing the show? Or are we? Yeah. I'm, no, I'm okay no, with I, yeah. Miz is gold. Maurice is gold. No doubt. No doubt. It is jobbing out. Segment number two, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And, of course, the main event. A.J. France from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who's back. By the way, I have not been able to. I, I know I owe you all the uh, paying off of the last bet. I unfortunately had a little bit of a family situation this week, so I have uh, my brain Understood. has been elsewhere. But Understood. I will. I'm on it. I will order the uh, the Hogan gear this week. God. Where where are you the draft F- special? I'm going to be on an F. I could do that. I'm going to be on an FBI list. Like there's definitely going to be like a watch <laughs> list for me when I'm ordering Hogan stuff. Uh, I'm going to start getting targeted. Like did uh, you Trump. see Hogan is on the uh, like the board for Gawker's bankruptcy? Well, what that do you doesn't. Mean he's on the. Board? He's like the primary <laughs> owner. I would assume. No, he's like. Uh, continue. I'll look it up. But I saw it on Twitter, and I was so, shocked. Saw a black guy at Awesome Con, con wearing a Hulk Hogan gear, which was a little awkward. <laughs> I don't know what the. I don't. We, we asked. Him I mean, if AJ had lost, he would have had to do it. Yeah, that's right. That's but not by choice. Thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. All right. Um. So we, uh, before we move any further, we need to get to the part of the show where you guys can, you know, uh, once Zach Gowan, who's going to join us in segment number three was asked to join the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. And so this week, I am going to cordially invite the both of you to join the Glenn Clark Kiss My Ass Club. Because a week ago, on this very podcast, I said, oh, and what we all wanted, we finally got, glory be, 
I can only jerk off so much. We have, finally, the New Day and the Wyatt family in the same ring. And I get the same response from the both of you at the same time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yep. Yep. And yep. here I am, my penis <laughs> hanging out, just beating away, and the two of you are disinterested. Because we both share so, the same So I the just, same anxiety. that you I just, have about everything else. I just wanted to take a second, and uh, here we go. I'm going to stand up right now. Right there! Dude, don't right whip it out. There. Right there! Go ahead! He just whipped his ass out. Kiss it! Kiss it! Wow. Because what happened this week, boys? It was gold. It was pretty damn good. It was the best thing that happened overall. Fuck both of you. Yeah, I'm, it's you deserve to be able to say that. Fuck both of you. Because me and Aaron the New Day. were both incredibly wrong, and we were man enough to yep. admit it. We said the it right, right away. We Wyatt said it out on the text. are working together in a program. I don't fucking care. I don't care about anything. Because I was anything. afraid that it was going to be too hokey. Trying oh. to you know what I loved? And it was just such a small thing. But it would... It, 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 By the way, how's my ass look? Uh, I didn't look. <laughs> when it was such a small thing, but when the Wyatts were on stage and the entire stage was blacked out, and then in the ring the New Day had all the light, and then they did the wide camera, and you could see mm-hmm. like Bray Wyatt and like death and desolation in all darkness, and then the New Day in the ring with all this light and brightness. It was like a scene from a comic book yeah. or like a yeah. scene from like a really like an animated movie. Yeah. Where it's yeah. Like, this yeah. guy is all evil. They are good. This guy they is are right. bad. Right. Awesome. Right. <laughs> well, need, the the uh, New Day just needs to start wearing like bright white, <laughs> you know? The stuff with Xavier is tremendous. Unbelievable. All, all I want at this really point, tremendous. at some point when they're in the ring, I want Xavier to start absent-mindedly playing you've got the whole world in in your hands on the trombone oh my god that would be really good that would be really <laughs> good man i i don't know what the hell was wrong with the both of you yeah the we you, were wrong the bo- I, you guys are nuts you picked this chris was... jericho to win money in the bank we all made mistakes and they should have had chris jericho winning money in the bank i didn't get it wrong they did anyway the point of all of this is that i was right about this one i was a thousand percent right and I hope that you two will join me. Uh, we will all, uh, if you guys come join us at the draft party, we can all beat off together. New we can day, all have a New a Day is a solid thing. first pick. Well, it would be a great first pick, but I believe you have to pick individual wrestlers. Well, we don't know. We don't know. But no, they've, they've no, done the thing where they've hinted well, at tag teams. Yeah, like you can, tag you team can, champions. You can pick individual wrestlers, but you can also pick okay. teams. They, they did that last year where they picked La Resistance in the first one because they were tag team champs at the time. Wait, did I forget La, Res- La Resistance? Did they pick all three of them, or who was it at that point? No, it was just the two of them at the time. It was, Conway uh, and no, it was, Grania and Dupree? Yeah, Grania okay. and Dupree, I yeah. believe. Um, look, the moral of the story is that the New Day and the Wyatt family are wonderful, are just absolutely magical together, and none of it has to make sense, but yet they're somehow making sense of it. They're somehow making sense of the dark versus I, I light. I think Xavier's the real linchpin in this. Like, he, he has it's to keep doing perfect. that. perfect. Yes. And it just gets a little bit more from last week to this yeah. week. Next week can be a little bit more, a little bit more. And also as we're on the edge of the, the draft, who knows? You know what I mean? Do you have a scenario where... Xavier gets drafted with the, with Wyatt, the Wyatt family, family and the other two are on the and now yeah. Xavier becomes a member of the Wyatt family cuz that would be pretty <laughs> great. That would be pretty great, boys. No. AJ. No. If you don't think you're Z- breaking up the new day, that's no. no. There's yeah. no good thing about breaking up the new day. There's nothing good that can come from that. I don't care if 
I think Xavier Woods teams with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Well, we've heard that. We've seen that Jesus is not always a, a great tag. No, team no, it's partner. God who's not. Oh, the God good, wasn't. A good God tag is not a good partner. tag partner. Jesus, he might, might be. be. Okay, yeah, <laughs> might be okay, and see if you can make him tap. All right, uh, other stuff that we have to talk about from this week. We played the Miz's music coming back in. The Miz returned to Raw on Monday night and was great because the Miz is great. Yes. Yeah. I don't really know what else there is. Maurice to say. is just fantastic. Putting him in, in putting him in a few. Oh, hold on. I would like to take the time out. Uh huh. To acknowledge how goddamn good Maurice well, yes. and I mean, Lana and Sasha looked this But way. that's sort of like saying Ooh, that it's God uh, damn. That, that, that water is wet. Yeah, you know I what know. I mean? Like, <laughs> but hey, it's but not every time it quenches your th- thirst, or, you got to appreciate it. Right. Or, or like saying that Aaron's not going to pay for food. They're all synonymous. Yeah, that's usually you, true. Yeah, you definitely let me pay back-to-back weeks, by the way. I noticed that. Did oh, I? Oh, yeah. I yeah, and AJ paid this week. Thank you, I AJ. Know. I appreciate you, that. I'll get it next week. Will you? Will, Will you? you? I plan on Will it. Will you? Will you? It's awfully convenient. Guess awfully. Who, guess who paid? Who? 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 Not Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that was really good. The the Miz is great. Now, um, Aaron has trepidation about him working with Kane. He First was, of all. I don't know with certainty that this is a program with Kane versus Kane was there this week. You're trying to involve true. Kane in the Th- this is true. Um, the picture for control of SmackDown, and so you know he's there. It's convenient. Make it work. I, I don't know that yet. I don't really care either way. I think it's fine. In fact, I I like it. But part of that is that I like Kane. Your argument, I'm sure, is that no one else does. Well, that, that, that's a, if, my, my if argument that's, is that there was if silence. If that's your argument, well, yeah, but we were in Tampa this week. No, no, no. There, were, there was there was murmurs for the others. There was silence if, for Ms. King. But if your argument is nobody else cares, then you're wrong. But if your argument really is young people don't care all that much. My, my argument is this. My argument is Miz was pretty red hot going into, you know, before he left. Like, he was in the feud with Cesaro. He was in with Owens and Zayn. Like, he was over. And you're putting him in with somebody who, quite frankly, not people don't necessarily care about. You know, they, they think Kane might be fine, but they don't get invested in his storylines, like at all. Well, I mean, he's basically the big show at this right. point. Right. Exactly. I, well, and that's the I thing is that you've, you've taken him from he was red hot, and now I think what? if this is a feud, it's not going to be one that people respond to, which sucks if you're the Miz because people were responding to you before you left. Um. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like you're not giving Kane his due. Yeah, I think there's a little Kane bit of Kane is a Hall of Famer. I, believe me, I love Kane. I like seeing Kane work. I still think that Kane, as far as you want a guy who's going to get, go out there and give you a pretty good match, that's Kane. Like, Kane is... And that's what he... That's what he can do, even if it goes to Battleground. If it goes yeah. to SummerSlam, that's annoying. I would hate that. But I don't have a problem but with in Miz ring. defending the Intercontinental title against a multi-time World Heavyweight Champion who's also a Hall of Famer, and then Miz gets the win and looks fantastic in the process. I don't have a problem with the, that. The match I have no problem with. The three weeks of Bill that we're going to have towards it where people just aren't going to care because they don't care about Bills involving Kane. They, the, match, the match might be like... How great has Corporate Kane been? In I love. I love. He's been fantastic. Now imagine him with Miz and Maurice. It's going to be good. I think. This, I, you know, this is one of those things where you're playing the role of Glenn. No, no. Here's the thing. It could. It can be good. One week. It, wow. it can be good, and people won't care. 
Because that, that's, that's, what it, that's what I, it's been with that, Kane. That's but, what it's been but, with Kane. But you, act like, but you act like, first of all, you act like that's this is the only time that's ever happened in the history of WWE television. How many people cared about Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler? It was great. They had great matches. How many and people, people didn't care, and it didn't help Baron Corbin uh, at all. Hang on a second. Let me, let, me, let me go away from that. I, I think one of the things that you're missing is that if this is a program with Kane, it's also really a program with Stephanie. Um, I think that that's that, that Stephanie is allowing Kane to work in this sort of like... Right, okay, if, if that's yeah, if you, if you build on it more, and it's not just Kane and Miz. Well, it's never. Been why just would Kane it just be Kane and Miz? This is why like, I said what you're playing the role of Glenn. What scenario is that Kane and Miz? This is why I said you're playing the role of Glenn because it's ne- Kane, literally there's never Kane been interacted with the Miz because he was trying to do something for Stephanie because right. he was trying to impress has, Stephanie. Well, I'm, I'm just the only time they were on screen without Stephanie was when Kane's music hit and he walked out to the ring. Correct. Correct. We'll see. We'll see. I I, I think. It's not good but, news for Miss. I, I just I don't I think, think it's good you, news I for Miss. I think you're nuts. Okay. I really do. I, and maybe I, maybe after background I'll be like, okay, great. These were a great four weeks for him, and you know it, it helped him out in the process. Did, did Miss not look good Miz. on Monday night? You look great. And the crowd didn't respond. The crowd was responding the crowd to Miss. Responded shit on Monday night. But Literally, you less, told me less, ten minutes ago. I, that I understand the that. Crowd there, didn't were murmurs. there were murmurs. There were there was, and it was okay. nothing for Miss and Kane. Nothing. Uh, dude, I. I I did not notice any difference between that match I did. and any I, other I, I did the notice it. I didn't either. Uh, but also, back to my point I made at the top of this segment. Hulk Hogan appointed to Gawker's Unsecured Creditors Committee. Okay, yeah. What, right. Oh, oh yeah. So, so, he, so whatever... He's the biggest claimant. Yeah, right. so whatever money they get from when they sell. Right, that he, right. Yeah, okay, that makes As sense. As of right now, unless for some reason he were to lose... The, the appeal. appeal. Right, right, correct. Um, I, I, I think that what's happening right now is that you're thinking way too much about the opponent. And not nearly enough about the work that Miz is doing, which is a ten. Yes, it is. A and ten. I want the ten to be appreciated, unlike the Ziggler Corbin stuff, which was a good feud that didn't help either of them. Except you haven't seen literally backstage corporate Kane is gold. As to borrow a phrase from Glenn. Correct. He is corporate gold. Corporate Kane has been gold for a year and people didn't care about when he was in the Rollins feud, when that was a great feud and people didn't care. Like, I've seen this with Corporate Kane. He does good stuff. He does good work. Well, then what do you want him to do? Do bad stuff? Like, it's not... What do you want him to do? I don't want Miz involved Retire? with Kane. Yeah, I, dude, I, <laughs> I, I, I am... I'm kind of befuddled by this. The, the, I, I really am. I don't I, really if, know if, what you if want Miz to do. is in a better position in four weeks than he is now, then I will completely withdraw think, my concerns. I think Miz will largely be in the same position now that he was four weeks ago. Well, okay, now. if he's in the same position he was six weeks, you know, before he left for Marine 5. That's what I want. I want Miz to be where people are saying I think Miz that, should be in the world so title why do you think? How do you think it's not... You don't think it's a indictment on Miz being gone that the crowd maybe wasn't... As focused on him being back? I think that's part of it, but I also think so that people don't... I think it's also part of the reason why they don't have something to hand him when he right. comes back. I, I'm, I think they've got what they've got. Now, I think that, again, I'm still not convinced this is definitely a program and, and if at this point. And if it I don't is, know that, but if it is, I think it's a great place for him to be, because I think it has him dance right up against Stephanie. And I think interactions between oh. Miz, Maurice, and Stephanie are a really good idea. I think it's good for everybody involved. I, I just... I, I am so kind of lost... On your your, your I, thought I, process because he thinks Miz should be I know like I know. Ultimate Warrior this, and have both belts. I understand the part of this is time. that he is obsessed with the Miz. I do understand. Well, part, that's part, part of, of it is that, man. but part of it is I just would like to see him. I, I think he was he was red hot when he left. But when you're he, saying he was red hot like he was the star of the show. He was in a good place. He was in a, He's good, in a good place, place right was, now. Nothing's really changed. We'll I, I think that what you're getting we'll lost see. on is that he was caught up with with, with, with truthfully Owens and Zayn, which is the best part of the card. Correct. 
Though I think that anything even that touches that Owen Zane's way. What he was doing with Cesaro was nowhere near Owen Zane. Right. Owen Zane is the and best also, part of the card. And also, if we're being completely honest, I love Miz more than I love Miz to death. I love him. I miss a lot. But he was the fourth, of course, right. best person in that field. In, in that match, though, as far as entertainment and in value. The build. He, Actually, no, he was probably more important to the build than Cesaro was. But he wasn't more important to the build than Sammy Well, Zane no, because everything is Zane. Zane Owens is the yes. best thing happening in professional wrestling and has so been for five years and probably will be for the next 20 years. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of the defining rivalries in wrestling history at this point. I mean, it's it's that good. Um, so I, I think you're getting caught up in, in that and not really about truly where The Miz was. I think The Miz is in as good a place as he's been in the last five years. And once again, he's going to get a title defense out of this. And He's not dropping the Intercontinental title to Kane. No. 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 So no, no, no. he's going to get a title defense I would also, World Heavyweight and, Champion, and I'm going to say which this, knocks him up the card. And I'm going to make this tricky. Maybe now, that, maybe now that if there are two titles, he could be back in the picture. But... If there continue to be one title, I don't think the Miz is Was ever, ever no, 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 no. Well, again. but that's the thing. The brand split. I'm, I'm thinking about that. Yeah, with I'm, the brand split, ahead. I think there's going to be a lot of guys that get an opportunity right. like that. I, I think Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and to, to be fair, now, you know, thinking, thinking about long term, this feud doesn't matter because it's the, uh, because of the brand split. The feud, like even if it is a feud, it doesn't matter because well, they're unless, gonna, unless Kane goes into power on a certain show. Well, he's not going into power on a certain you're show. You're saying that? Are you telling me that if Stephanie gets power of a show, she couldn't say, "Hey, Kane, you did a pretty good job the last few weeks. It'd be nice to have some muscle around." She could. I, I don't think she will. I, I would be very surprised if Kane has any sort of power. Then why is he here? Why was Teddy Long here? Because he gets why? paid two million dollars a year. Yeah, well, that. That seems like a good reason to have him be in authority position on yeah. a show. I'm with you, Glenn. I, I, I mean, I just I'm. I, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. It, I could. I could be. Is surprised. this what I sound like? Yeah. yeah. Oh damn. I could be surprised. God, I get it now. <laughs> I am an asshole. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you're not being that role. I gotta be this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else do you have to oh, touch women. on? Oh, women. Women. Oh, the women. Yeah. Um. You know, look. I two feuds. I like two feuds. I'm happy with that. I like um, Becky not acting like an idiot, actually going after Natalia there, not waiting for Natalia yep. to jump off commentary and costing her the match. I love Paige being involved with... Where do you think we're going for Battleground? Do you think we're going for Triple Threat or... I, I mean, you have to have a title match, so... I don't think they do. You I, can really go back-to-back pay-per-views without a title well, match? They but do you it ju- with Nikki Bella all the time. But you just yeah, had... But you were trying to get her to a certain... You just had the tag match, that's though. That, that's the problem. Is If we're being honest, you think all they're trying to do... You think they're trying to get Charlotte to... As long a reign as they can and then drop the belt... To Sasha at SummerSlam. That's what I think. Well, no, I, I okay. think I All think right. that's. All right. I think that's, what they're trying to do is is get to Sasha and her at SummerSlam. Yeah. I think the question is, and the I, easiest way to do that is to have Sasha pin Charlotte in the tag match at Battleground. I mean, the problem is you just had the tag match on Raw. That's the problem. That's true. Like, if, yeah, you, if you were going the, to that, you probably right, wouldn't have done it. Right. I, I think that the other way to do it is a triple threat or even a fatal. Let's let's say triple he gets pissed you, at where you take Dana out of the equation. Or you do you have Charlotte Pin Page? I'm saying, if, oh yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. a triple threat. One of them isn't yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah. You take Dana's, Dana. You take Dana, or it's a fatal four way because she gets really angry that Dana took the uh, pin on Raw, and or you just sort of leave it open, like it's a fatal four way, and they kind of have this. But you're gonna watch my back, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's the awkward storyline of will she or won't she, right. you know, type. And of then deal. the match starts, and Dana lays down, and Charlotte jumps on top of her, and, and, to, and that's they a, have to break it up real quick, right? Like, yeah, that's oh, actually, you that actually is a really good idea. I actually really love that. Now that you say it, that's a really great idea. Um, I'm good with any of that. I, I Look, right now, it's a good place. Yeah, I really don't yeah. know what they're going. Right. I, I think the goal is to get Sasha the belt at SummerSlam, and I'm 
assuming they have a plan for that. But I, if well, usually we again, can say, let's oh, go back. Is- Are there going to be two belts? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I like your scenario where it floats. I hate the idea. Well, of- there could be two belts. I, I mean, they have enough talent they could pull it off, but I don't think I, it's worth you're, it. You're putting four legit on each one and having them feud over the belt. What that, I do, but here's what I like. No, but, I like. That, but the thing is, then think about this though. Then on one show you have Charlotte, Paige, Natty, Becky. You st- you still have uh, Nikki coming back. Nikki's is she coming back? Right, Nikki's yeah, because Nikki said she's working on a new finisher with Brian. She right? said that, but we still know if she's ever going to be cleared. It's it's an awkward situation. But okay. then and on the other show, you have Sasha, Bailey, uh, you can Emma. Emma comes back. Right. You have Tamina come back. Naomi come back. I mean, I, that's still four and five. Like that. That's the, you're just going to be a lot of the have, same thing over and yeah, over. Yeah, but they again. only have one title. It's not like they have an intercontinental title. Like. If you oh, had, no, no. I, I was talking about if there was a split, if you had two titles. That's yeah, what I'm I was saying. No, I'm saying they only have one title on the show, and you'll have five or six girls on each show. I think the number's more like eight. I think you end up – yeah, I get it. They're, they're never all going to be healthy at the same time. Never all – But you could you could have as many as 16 women. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're talking about – You're calling about, up Asuka. You're calling up – Well, yeah, up, I mean, that's the thing. They're talking about basically calling Carmella. up the, yeah. That's the, apparently – at least, you know, obviously these change by the by the report, basically. But the latest report says that they're calling up Bailey, Nia Jax, and Carmella. Yeah, sure. So then at that point, you have yeah. so so how many women are in the division at that point? You have Natty. You have uh, Dana Legit and wrestlers, Charlotte. You, you have, have about Sasha nine ba- to ten. Summer. Yeah, 10. Wait, wait, wait. I think ten, you got ten, more than ten, that. Ten, so Lana. Well, I'm not counting Lana or Summer Rae. I mean, but she they wanted to wrestle. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, okay. If you're counting all of them, then yeah, you have probably fifteen. So that that could do it. Uh, to me, you could pull that. You could pull this off. Now, is it the best thing? I still think the best thing is having the, the title, title float. float. Floating is better and than splitting. What I really it. love about that is that then when one brand is having their pay per view, another brand is having a number one, one contender. contender. Yeah, and it gives you immediately two legitimate, you know, women's storylines going on at the same time. That to me is a really good thing. Uh, now you could still have other storylines, and if you're really creative, you could have two good storylines on one show. I like that. Um, but it gives you inherently the ability to have two storylines yeah. at once, which is a wonderful yeah. thing. I definitely like floating better than having two belts. Yeah, I, I think the floating do, is the I way think, to do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The worst thing to do is put them all on one show. That's stupid. Don't do that. Don't listen to Aaron. Aaron's been stupid today. Today's, today's I don't know. If, if I promise you... Is this the week? I thought la- I thought last week was the week where you weren't awake. I thought last week was the week where your it, mind it, was If elsewhere. I promise you 40 minutes of Divas on Raw because it's now three hours and half the roster... But then, then what if I can't watch? I, again, for me, I'm the wrong guy. What if I'm the guy that can't watch Raw that week and can only watch SmackDown? I want to get my wrestling show. Give me my a wrestling show every time I sit down and watch. I don't want if I want a specific. See, I think of, you're just stuck on the. You think that in your mind, you think that they have to be different shows. I do. But they they're different shows. Like I said, by who's on them. A show that ha- like when they first split. A show that has The Rock mm-hmm. and Brock Lesnar. If it's written by the same people as that has a show that has Triple H and Stone Cold, is a completely different show because of their characters. Right. Right. So it, they won't be written. They ha- they're going to have. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm just. Uh, yeah. I'm just no. No. I, I know. I know. I know what you're saying. I'm just thinking. You know, in 2003, when Rock wasn't there for most of the time, quite frankly, you know, like I'm thinking about kind of that era when you know the the Paul ha- Heyman era of SmackDown when it was very much. There was much more star power on Raw. It wasn't necessarily the people that was different, but the show. Like, that was my favorite part of the brand split. Yeah, because just Paul kind of, Heyman was running the show. Right. Well, well yeah. Paul, yeah, Heyman, should have Paul Heyman running yeah, the show. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm not opposed I, to that either, yeah. but it's not because 
the sh- oh the shows f- it's because the person in charge Paul Heyman terrible businessman fantastic mic work. worker fantastic, fantastic work, work writer yes yeah. exactly so like that's why the show felt different because Paul Heyman has a different and maybe different. one of the shows ends up being the show where you see thirty minute matches and the yeah. other show ends up being shorter matches right. more entertainment segments I'm not saying there might not be things that are different but I think saying the type of matches that you can have on certain shows that you can have tags on one you can have divas on an, I think this is dumb yeah I don't like that's that that's just dumb man I I, I can't. I tune into a wrestling show. I want a little bit of everything. I don't care what show it is. You know what shows I've never tuned into? The the, the specific women's wrestling show. All due respect to Ring of Honor, right? Like, I'm not interested in just that. I want a wrestling oh, I, show. Okay. I want all of it. Give me tag team matches. Give me women's matches. Give me everything. Entertainment segments. Unless you tell me that for a two-hour show, the card is... Zane Sasha, versus... No, Sasha, no. Bailey, Charlotte, Becky... Oscar Nia Jax. Yeah, that, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It was like a specific pay-per-view of some sort. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would watch. I would probably, but short nice of that. With all yeah. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. And I'm not saying turn an entire show into a diva show. I know. Like, we're let's, just, let's, I'm aware. I was you're just, just suggesting that they only live in one place. Yes, I, I'm and suggesting I, you, you make that. And I think that, that makes you a great big stupid. I think that makes you a great big stupid. Now you know why I hate you so much, Glenn. Well, it's all. This is everything is like really coming full week. circle. This it's week. amazing now. It is this really. Is I, I haven't. Circle. I haven't really had one of these before, where you two <laughs> at, like analyze the entire time against it's, me. It's AJ and I against you. It's how it's always been. It's how it's always <laughs> will be. All right. What else do we need to touch on from this week? Anything? I mean, Zayn and Owens or Zayn and Owens, and the best part of the show. Uh, so Titus looking like he's going to get another title shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which that's, is good that's for fine because it's more Titus. Good for and, him and good for Rusev. Right. I, I loved how JBL said, you know, he's go- he, you know he going to get his shot that he's been waiting for for so long when he had a title shot at the pay per view. Eh, well, <laughs> you know, eh, what do you, what, do you want to nitpick? <laughs> what's going on with you this week? JBL. What's, what's going on? Oh, J- JBL. No, that, that my favorite J- thing about JBL is his forced sports. Uh, oh, I know. His, he's he's like, yeah, some, it's just like Messi today, losing and quit. I was like, Jesus just like Christ. Just like England. <laughs> All right, let's grab a break. When we come back in, Zach Gowan is going to join the program. Uh, he just competed in American Ninja Warrior. He has accomplished a great deal in his career as a wrestler, and he's got one leg. We're going to talk to him about all of that next. I'm Glenn, that's Aaron, and that's the main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Surcharge free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, and in just a few seconds, get your cash for nothing called it surcharge free. Individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a Royal Farms ATM, but we won't charge you. So the next time you want to get cash at an ATM, come to Royal Farms. Because this is how we do it. Get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Cash for nothing because there is no fee. This is Stan the Fan. The next Orioles hangout night at Game Sports Bar, located 1400 Warner Street, is Wednesday, July 27th, before the O's take on the Rockies. 
That night, Orioles Hangout has specially priced tickets for the game. And if you come to Game Sports Bar before the game, you get the following. Free parking, $2 Bud Light drafts before the game, $1 off hamburgers and wings, and a free draft beer after the game. Plus, an hour before the game, you'll get some keen insights into the O's from Tony Penty of OriolesHangout.com and yours truly, Stan the Fan. So make your plans now, whether part of the Orioles Hangout Night group or not. Great savings, July 27th, as the O's host the Rockies, and the fun begins before the game at Game Sports Bar, 1400 Warner Street, a stone's throw from the horseshoe. That's Orioles Hangout Night, July 27th. Get your tickets now, pressboxonline.com slash hangout. Hi, Ken Zales here, KZ, from the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football Show, which you can hear right here on Pressbox Radio every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. till noon. Myself, Sarita, the NFL chick, KO, keeping us on the air. It's called The Football Show. We talk all things football, high school football, college football, NFL football. Of course, we lean a little bit towards the Ravens, but we'll also talk Baltimore sports and all sports in general. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon, on the Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show. The Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon, pressboxonline.com slash fantasy. Back in here, third and final segment. It is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, AJ Francis of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and joined now by a man who's a little bit of a main event himself, sir. He's accomplished quite a bit in his career as a wrestler, and most recently, perhaps you saw him doing the American Ninja Warrior course and doing really freaking well, particularly considering. He has one leg. He is the great Zach Gallen. The new DVD is Finding Zach Gallen. It's available at ZachGallen.com. Zach, thanks so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this week, man. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for the introduction. Thanks for the interest in my story, man. I appreciate you guys. Absolutely, dude. All right. Seriously, how is it possible that you can run the American Ninja Warrior course? I, 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 I've got two legs. And I would fall on my ass when I got off, like, the first block. How in the yeah. world can you do that, dude? And a lot of people did, which I was surprised. Um, like, a lot of, like, the culture of Ninja Warrior runs extremely deep uh, for the people who are really, really into it. I mean, these athletes train year-round. Uh, this is their WrestleMania. This is their Super Bowl, so to speak. Um, and a lot of people didn't. Uh, and, and I can say that I made it further than... Uh, 50% of the competitors, and we had 110 runners in, in Indianapolis on the episode you guys saw. Um, and, uh, you, know, you know, a lot of people, you bring up a great point, because a lot of people ask me, they say, you know, historically they say, how do you how do you wrestle on one leg? Like, how is that even possible? And my answer to that is the exact same as my answer to uh, how did I run American Ninja Warrior uh, on one leg, and that's, um, I don't know. I've never wrestled on two. True. <laughs> I have nothing to compare it to. I just, I just take action. I ask for help, and I remain uh, humble and coachable and teachable. And these are attributes that not only not only help me with professional wrestling or American Ninja Warrior, but they help me in life as well. Wow. Uh, I mean, dude, it's it's incredible. Like, is there a moment when you're doing this where you're worried at all? Like, I I don't want to end up making a fool out of myself. You know, like I don't want to. I'd be the guy that 
thinks he can do this, but maybe finds out that he can't. Oh, um, <laughs> that was the biggest obstacle. It wasn't the steps or the uh, or the hanging balls or the log roll. The biggest obstacle was the fear I felt the morning I woke up uh, to run the course. And, you know, all the self-doubt came in and all of the, the questioning came in and, and that fear, you know, it, it's like, uh, I, and I have an option at that point. It's do I, do I feed the fear, do I feed into it, or do I take action to overcome it? Um, and the, that's why I considered, it, I considered it the greatest victory just to jump on the first step because that meant that I put myself out there and I, and I faced the fear and I sat in, in the feeling of, of being uncomfortable and, uh, I, and that passed and I went through it and I overcame that. So I would say the biggest obstacle was the fear of falling, the fear of looking dumb, the fear of being a professional wrestler but not being able to complete one obstacle. You know, all of that was, was much was a much bigger obstacle for me than, than any of the actual tangible physical obstacles. And Zach, um, I'm a big fan of American Ninja Warrior. I used to watch it back with the Japanese subtitles before it was American Ninja Warrior when it was just Ninja Warrior and it was the commentary on it was fantastic back <laughs> in the day. But my, my question is, did you ever consider doing it with your prosthetic or do you think that would have been a, more of a hindrance to you? That That's a great question. And, and the whole thing is that the leg just gets in my way because – I don't have any, I have very, I have a very small residual limb on my left side. And, and the reason why, uh, for those who don't know, uh, I lost my leg when I was eight years old to cancer. Um, and the amputation was the only way to save my life, uh, which thank God they did. You know, I lost the, my, my leg in the battle of cancer, but I ended up winning the war of life because, you know, I'm sitting here talking with you guys uh, about, about my experiences, you know, and, and that's all um, thanks to God. Uh, and my support team and the people who saw me through that. Now, uh, when I wrestle, people ask me, you know, can you wrestle with your leg? Can you do the course with your leg? And the answer is no, because it just gets in the way. If I had a below-the-knee amputation, I would definitely wear my leg. But since it's above the knee, I have very little control over it, and it would just kind of get in my way in terms of my agility, my speed, and my, my mobility. That makes sense. You talk about the nerves and the, the kind of anxiousness you felt going into it. How did that compare to, say, when you main evented a pay-per-view with yeah, Mr. McMahon? Right. Like, how, how did the uh, nerves balance out there? It was a lot different. Um, this, the nerves that I faced on Ninja Warrior compared to the nerves that I had when I wrestled Vince McMahon, um, it's night and day because that was my less evolved self. You have to understand that I was... I was 20 years old, and I didn't really have an appreciation or understanding of what was being handed to me at that time. Mm. Now, at 33 years old, uh, a father of two, um, stay-at-home dad, I pay taxes, I do uh, motivational speaking, uh, professional wrestling, I, I have my hand in, in a number of, uh, of, of projects. Uh, being a kind of a more evolved and grown-up human being, I had more fun doing the American Ninja Warrior than I did with the wrestling. With the wrestling stuff, it, with the WWE stuff, it was more of just like the fear of like messing up and looking dumb and and not getting the job done. Um, I have less fear of that now uh, and I'm much more comfortable in my skin. So when like the, when, those, when, the, when the producer counted me down and the cameras came on and the lights came on and the crowd started going crazy, I felt at home uh, at that point. And so, so it was a different kind of nervous energy um, 
The one with the Ninja Warrior was a much more, I think, healthier uh, energy and, uh, and, and, a, and a much clearer connection that I had uh, being comfortable in my skin and connecting with my audience. Zach Gowan is with us here on Jobbing Out. Again, the DVD is Finding Zach Gowan. It's available right now at ZachGowan.com. Um, Zach, let me, let me touch on both these things because it, Aaron brings up you get this opportunity to wrestle Vince McMahon and everything that you accomplished in wrestling, whether it was WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor as well. I mean, you had this unbelievable wrestling career. I, I always wondered, as, as someone who in very many ways represents a group of people, right, like people that have, have gone through different disabilities, your inspiration is incredible. Did you ever worry that at any point you were being exploited because of it? Was it anything that you ever said, hey, this, there's got to be a line here, right, where I appreciate that you want to give attention and, I, and, and I'm, I'm okay with that attention because I, I can handle being that guy, but did it ever cross a line where you said, this feels more like exploitation? Not really, because I never saw myself as, as, uh, as kind of a victim. I saw myself as a player, um, and I recognized uh, that the opportunity WWE gave me uh, was was the, the the message transcended professional wrestling, and it was bigger than just whatever stupid angle we were doing. Uh, what they gave me was a stage, and they gave me their audience, uh, and that and that gave me an opportunity to connect with an audience, share my story, and give give you know at least plant some sort of seed uh, of inspiration for anybody who might need to hear it. So whatever personal embarrassment that I felt and whenever Angle <laughs> they, the, the writers concocted or cooked up that week, uh, that, that didn't matter so much to me as the ability to kind of uh, share my story with the audience, and that's what WWE did. So uh, extremely grateful for that. And uh, I actually did a, a Facebook Live video uh, a few days ago at the, uh, at, at the Ninja Warrior Training Center in Commerce Township where I trained. And uh, somebody asked me, they're like, you know, do you see do you see yourself as a gimmick? You know, are you being exploited by you know the wrestling industry? And that's a that's a very valid question. And I see where people are coming from. Uh, but my answer to that is uh, everything's a gimmick, right? Uh, if you're if you're seven feet tall, that's a gimmick. If you're the most electrifying man in sports entertainment yeah. history, that's a gimmick. Uh, so. So what what separates the, the the gimmicks from the wrestlers to, to the successful ones, the unsuccessful ones, um, is the ability to connect with an audience. I think I possess that ability, um, and so I don't see myself as a gimmick, and I don't see myself as being exploited. And Zach, I was wanted to <clears throat> when I found out you were coming on, I wanted to ask you about what is it like being part of the most despicable moment in Brock Lesnar's career. <laughs> Are you, are you talking about? Are you talking about when he threw me down the stairs yes, in the match we had? Yeah, the, no. When he threw you down the stairs in the wheelchair, like that, <laughs> like that's that's got to be like of all the terrible things Brock Lesnar, the character, did in his career. I mean, that's got to be up there, no doubt. <laughs> I have to tell you that I, I'm I'm extremely proud of that, and for for two reasons. One, when I was a child, uh, there is a there when I'm on my deathbed. Okay, there's going to be a memory that's going to flash before, you know, my life's going to flash before my eyes, and there's going to be certain memories that kind of come to the surface. And one of those memories is of Dino Bravo and the Ultimate Warrior having a push-up contest in the middle of the wrestling ring. And uh, uh, there's a fan by the name of John, a very large fellow, 
who sat on the back of Dino Bravo, and the, the contest was to see how many push-ups they could do. Uh, so Dino Bravo did like 10 or 12 with this John guy on his back, and then it came time for John to sit on the Ultimate Warrior's back. Now, when Ultimate Warrior went down to do a push-up, this John guy jumped on the Ultimate Warrior, and Dino Bravo and John all beat up the Ultimate Warrior, and that was the debut of Earthquake. Um, as, as, an, as an 8-year-old boy, that will be seared into my memory forever as just one of the most amazing things I've ever seen on television. Um, I had the opportunity with Brock Lesnar to provide that type of memory for for a kid who was watching it when they're seven or eight years old. Wow, yeah. And people and people now at wrestling shows come up to me, and that's the, the the biggest question I get asked about is to deal with Brock when he threw me down the stairs because it's so memorable. Absolutely. Um, and so so to have right so to have the opportunity to um, create that memory for for a kid watching it and now they're an adult coming to a wrestling show to see me live. Uh, that's really cool. The second part of the part to that is they needed for business for for business purposes they needed to turn Brock Lesnar heel. So they turned Brock Lesnar heel. The problem was the fans were still reacting to him as if he were a babyface. Uh, he was still getting cheered, uh, standing ovations for all of that stuff. So they needed to do something. They needed to turn up the heat, the burner, so to speak, uh, to get the fans to hate him. And they offered me up as a sacrificial lamb. So I'm proud to say that I did uh, business with Brock, and I helped him along his path in terms of getting him to where he needed to be in the eyes of the WWE Universe. Yeah, but what's, um, what's he ever accomplished? I think it's safe to say, other than maybe him beating The Undertaker at WrestleMania, I don't think there's ever been a more... Brock Lesnar is evil as right. hell moment that we all hate him. That's it, because it's it's hard to boo him because of how extremely impressive he is. Correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're 6'5", 300, and can do shooting star presses, former UFC heavyweight champ, uh, former NCAA heavyweight champion, like, the guy is so, he's a once-in-a-generation athlete. Um, and hell, so he might be the future UFC heavyweight champion. You right, don't know. Right. I, I, we're, we're in uncharted waters in terms of like this relationship with UFC and Brock Lesnar and WWE, and it's probably the most interesting thing going on in WWE right now. Uh, you know, you worked with Brock. You worked with a lot of people. Your first yeah. moment was with Roddy Piper. You worked with Mr. McMahon. You worked with Kurt Angle. You worked with John Cena. Do you ever look at back and it was a pretty short time in WWE, but you got to work with all of these huge stars. Do you ever look back and go, wow, I can't believe the, this career I had, all these guys I worked with? Oh, a thousand percent. I look back now with more appreciation than ever because, uh, as a, you know, as someone who's a little more evolved and, 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 uh, moving down the, down the, uh, the path of, uh, of, uh, spiritual, uh, guidelines and principles, um, I have a much greater appreciation for the opportunities and for the talent that I was able to work with. Uh, and not only work with in the ring, but like get to know outside of the ring and travel with and train with and all that kind of stuff. I mean, these are very special, unique human beings. Uh, and, you know, I think there's only maybe five or six professional wrestlers that ever got to wrestle Vince McMahon. Uh, and I'm in, I'm on that short list. Pretty cool. And so I'm That's awesome. really, really proud. Of, of my run in WWE, and I'm even uh, and, more proud of 
of what I'm doing after. And not to mention, it's not just like, oh, it's only five or six. The five or six guys those are is yeah. Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, <laughs> hey. Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah. CM Punk. CM Punk. CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good list. Yeah. It's a pretty good list. It's not, it's not a bad list. Hey, hey Zach, real quick, because we're going to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit more about what you're doing, but I, we are wrestling nerds. Um, I know when you were in Ring of Honor, you had the opportunity to work with Roderick Strong, and Roderick Strong, uh, Mr. Ring of Honor, is leaving the company. How much did Roderick Strong mean to Ring of Honor, how much, you know, people, people talk about him like he's the backbone in many ways of that company. Um, you know, what did he mean to you as a guy that worked with him, and, and how much did he mean to Ring of Honor in general? Dude, I've known Roddy since maybe 2004, or when we when we kind of uh, met up on the independent wrestling scene. And, and just to see his evolution and growth as a performer, not only as a performer, but someone who kind of leads the, uh, the, the, the younger generation backstage takes him under his wing, takes time out of his day uh, to, to help out the new guys coming in. He's, he's, he's incredibly, he's not only a, a fantastic wrestler, he's an incredibly impressive person. Uh, and to me, that's even more important than what he does in the ring. Um, so there's nothing but, but love for Roddy. And that, there, there's a big hole to fill in Ring of Honor. But with that hole, now comes a massive opportunity uh, for someone or, 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 or a few guys to kind of take that spot. Um, and the thing about Ring of Honor is, I mean, they've been cherry-picked since their inception in terms of their top talent, you know, going to TNA, going to WWE, uh, whatever. I mean, you look at NXT or WWE, you look at Raw, they're all, it's all Ring of Honor guys. Yep. Uh, and these are guys who absolutely eat, sleep, and breathe the business of professional wrestling. Um, and so they've always been able to re-up uh, to, uh, to, to kind of... Um, bring more guys up front. You guys have always taken that opportunity to step up and become themselves the next Roderick Strong. Uh, so I think Ring of Honor will be fine because they have a wonderful system and they have a wonderful uh, talent. And uh, but and, and, I, and I, I'm anxious to see what, where Roddy is going next. Um, and uh, wherever he goes, I'm, I'm going to make sure I follow and support him. You know, we've talked a lot about your high-profile wrestling in WWE, but one thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, one of the things you do on the independents right now is you team with Gregory Irons as the handicapped heroes. For our listeners who may not know, Gregory Irons is a wrestler with cerebral palsy. You know how special and how important is that to you when you guys team up? It's the most important thing I've ever, I've ever done in wrestling. Uh, it's more important than wrestling Vince McMahon. It's more important than, than wrestling Brock Lesnar and John Cena and all that uh, because. Gregory Iron is an individual who didn't think he, he, he could become a professional wrestler until he saw me on TV. Like you said, he has cerebral palsy, affects the right side of his body. Um, and because he saw me, he was inspired to become a professional wrestler. And he lives close to me, and we started teaming up as the handicapped heroes uh, because our stories are so similar to each other, and they complement each other so well. Not only do our stories complement each other so well, uh, but so do our wrestling styles. What he can't do with his arms, I can do. What I can't do with, with my leg, he can do. Um, and so we put on some really kick-ass and exciting professional wrestling matches, but more importantly, we connect with an audience on a deeper level than just good guy versus bad guy. Uh, you know, we're, we're physical representations of obstacles and challenges overcome, and everybody can relate to that. Even if not on a physical level, they can relate to it on an emotional or a mental level uh, because life is life is extremely hard. And so, uh, so what we do is we give them hope, we give them inspiration, and, and, um, and uh, we 
kind of go above and beyond what the, the realm uh, traditionally or historically what professional wrestling is. Um, so it's, it's the thing that I'm most proud of in terms of my professional wrestling career, being able to do that with Greg, connect with an audience, but also do uh, motivational speaking with Greg as well. We do like <laughs> we do like this awesome like tandem tag team uh, motivational presentation. We take it to the high schools, middle schools, and uh, and the kids really, really, really like it. Uh, so to be able to uh, you know connect with kids is, is is an amazing opportunity and a gift. Um, but uh, but yeah, so Greg's an awesome professional wrestler, extremely talented, and uh, and when I team with him. I feel it's the best thing that I could possibly be doing at that moment. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to clear my throat. Yeah, right? <laughs> He's a football player, not a broadcaster. All right, let's just keep that. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody coughs, just like everybody poops. <laughs> um, so one, the last question I have is, do you think it would be possible? Because we saw it with Hulk Hogan, nobody thought it could be done. Still nobody thinks it can be done with John Cena. Do you think it would be possible for you and Greg to turn heel? Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's that's a great question. Thank you for that. Um, go on. We 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 shot. I I produced, filmed, and funded a uh, pilot that we sent to WWE and TNA and pretty much everybody in the wrestling universe. Uh, it was a pitch, basically two of these companies to bring us in. And we filmed it about a year ago, maybe two years ago. It's on YouTube. Um, and I forget what you have to look up, but it, it's, it's, it's called the Handicap Heroes. Uh, the Handicap Heels. That has a ring. <laughs> it has a ring. The, the Handicap Heroes. Uh, I forget the, the name of the title, but if you look for it, just search Handicap Heroes on YouTube, and it'll be on the first page. Okay. What it, what it is, basically, is us taking advantage of, of our disabilities. So uh, the whole premise is that, and I noticed this when I would travel in airports, that, <laughs> I'm sorry, my, my son's knocking on the window. Um, I noticed when we, when we traveled in airports, when I traveled in airports and people would see my leg and they would give me like the sort of sympathy smile and then they would offer me a seat or they'd offer me to get uh, in front of, of the line or they give me a free cup of coffee and all this sort of stuff and I'm like wait a second how big of a heel would I be if I just walked around demanding things because I had one leg right that would work that would work yeah yeah and so so me and we put it's like an eight minute like pitch uh we put it together to to kind of bring us in as heels to, to have WWE bring us in as heels and eventually you know uh, do some sort of business there but uh, but it's it's a really interesting concept, and I think if done right, it would generate massive. Oh massive. my God! <laughs> yeah, oh, it would. My it God. would for sure. No doubt, no doubt. All right, he is Zach Gallon. He's awesome. I, so we can let you get, you get to your kid. Let's go through what we can plug for you. Um, tell everybody about the DVD, the website, everything they need to know. Twitter, Instagram, whatever we can do for you uh, for all the amazing things that you're doing, man. Oh, thank you. If you just go to zachgowan.com, it has all the links on there. Uh, I, I'm not going to bore anybody with the, with the details and plugs and all that, but I just wanted to say, you know, thanks to you guys. Uh, thanks for giving me a platform, and thanks to anybody who, who finds my story interesting and wants to reach out. Uh, everybody who sends me an email or tweet will get a response. Um, please, uh, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, without, 
without uh, support of an audience and without you guys shining light on my story, I don't have a career, and I'm not able to do the things that I do in terms of being of service to other people. Uh, so I just want to say thank you to you guys, and thanks to everybody listening. Well, the honor is certainly ours, man. We really appreciate you taking the time for us this week. Continued uh, health and success to you, man. And uh, uh, congratulations on everything you've already accomplished. We look forward to seeing what you still have to accomplish moving forward. Amen. Thank you for that. Well, that was great. Zach Gowan was awesome in that interview. You, I mean, he was the man. I mean, yeah. it was really cool. Uh, he, the way he described how the moment from when he got thrown down the stairs by Lesnar, how that sear, uh, how that's going to be seared in the kid's mind. It would sear yeah. it in my mind. Yeah, for I, sure. I, absolutely. I actually, for a second, I had forgotten about it. And I was like, oh yeah, duh. I can't believe I forgot about that. I also get it first when you just met when he like tossed him in to uh, break leg the week yeah. before. I mean, that's just as cool of an yeah, image him just f5ing him right into the pole and uh you know he's doing a lot of great work uh, on the independence i know he, he goes around uh, with gregory iron sometimes with other people and he is, really is an inspirational figure he's, yeah. he's absolutely fantastic i mean anytime that you can i mean when you're put in the position like he's a one-legged wrestler so anytime he steps into a ring he's the ultimate underdog and because of that kids can appreciate it and and that's why when he goes and talks to these kids at these schools it's it's such a big deal to kids and to the adults that are there, too, because he is an inspiration. Well, Glenn stepped out for a second here, so that's why you're just hearing me and AJ right now. He had to go do a little bit of work while we wrap up you're the here, show here. Just, we're being honest. You're hearing the best part of the show. Absolutely. Plus yeah. Aaron. Wow. <laughs> I, th- I thought your chain was just the, your chain is the best, best spot, and we're just Absolutely. everything else. Legit boss. Legit boss. Anyways, we're going to skip, skip the quick count this time around. I actually have to run to uh, work soon as well. But something happened this weekend which I really wanted to see, and that was uh, we've talked before a little bit about the rivalry between the New Day and the Elite, the Elite, of course, being Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, and how that would be one of the biggest dream matches of wrestling. And we got a little taste of it. If you don't know, both uh, Xavier Woods and Kenny Omega are huge video game guys. Mm-hmm. And Kenny Omega signed up for the CEO tournament in Orlando uh, he, he's a big Street Fighter guy, so he signed up for that tournament. Got beat pretty quickly. But later on that weekend, Xavier Woods showed up as a surprise, and there was an exhibition match in Street Fighter between uh, Kenny Omega and Xavier Woods, and it was everything. Who won? Kenny Omega. It wasn't even close. Wow, really? He got eliminated that quick, and he still beat? Xavier Woods is apparently... I'm, like, Kenny Omega, he got eliminated quick, but it was against, you know, the top Street Fighter oh, okay, players in the world. He's actually kind of somewhat, you know. So it would be like me in FIFA. I'm really, really good, but when I play against people that are really, really yeah. good, I just get my ass kicked. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So uh, he beat Xavier with pretty handily, and they were cutting promos back and forth on each other. It ended with him shaking hands in the ring. Apparently they had a DDR match afterwards, which oh, I didn't awesome. get to see. But um, it got us to thinking. We got this big rivalry, and, you know, hopefully it's only step one. Hopefully we get to see it in the ring at some point. But we got this big rivalry going, and we saw it in a video game competition. What other competitions would you like to see between two wrestlers but outside of the squared circle? And because I'm the main event. You are the main event. I will lead off and finish because what am I, what, what, what can I say? I'm Bret Hart at WrestleMania 10. Um, and I will say that my number five is I would love to see Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker in a hide-and-seek match. Ooh. Because they both literally appear and disappear, disappear. on call. 
That would so it would be very hard, like immediately finding Bray Wyatt before you could touch him, he would disappear and vanish, and then now he's somewhere else. Same thing with Undertaker. It would be kind of crazy. It would be. It, but does the it, game it, might if never you, end. If you see like the smoke coming up, does that count as being able to see him? Or I don't know. If you tag the smoke, the smoke is kind of part of his character. You know? Yeah, it's close. That that that's a tough one because if the smoke comes out, then Undertaker sucks at it. <laughs> sure. Mine include Bray Wyatt as well, and it's something that uh, I've recently, with my new fiance, I've started to get into because she loves the show, and that's Chopped. I don't know if you watch it much yes, at all. Yes, I've Chopped. Oh, yes. So I was thinking, who would be good? And Bray Wyatt, because he wears the apron, I figure he must be pretty good at Chopped. He probably also has some good Cajun meals in mind. And I was trying to think of who would face him. Well, someone who might be able to sear to fry things quickly, I thought of Kane. <laughs> I want to see Bray Wyatt and Kane go up against each other in Chopped. The crazy part is because that they both control fire, yeah. do they even need a stove? Well, they need the stove to control the fire, but they can be oh, on the other just, side of the ch- – yeah, they can be on the other side of the kitchen. That's a big thing, too. Sometimes they run out of time, so they have to run back and forth. They can be over at the ice cream machine while frying something else. It's a big advantage. But if they have literal fire in their hands, does ice cream automatically melt in their hands? That might be a question that you're. Good question. I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I feel like we've seen Kane eat ice cream at some point, but I don't know for sure about that. <laughs> I don't even think Bray Wyatt knows what ice cream is, the character at least. Um, <laughs> he's just too melancholy all the time. Uh, my number four is something that I think would be awesome, and it would be Stone Cold versus Kurt Angle in a fireman competition. Okay. Because if Kurt Angle shows up with his milk truck mm-hmm. and Austin shows up with his beer truck. And there's two buildings on fire. I would like to see which one goes out first. Now, one might say, well, doesn't alcohol burn? It does. But, but not beer. at a pressure, yeah. beer probably would help put the fire out. Yeah, and, and plus beer, I don't think it has a high enough alcohol content to really uh, burn that well. And I think that, I still think that because, you know, he's Stone Cold, he'd probably win because when does Stone Cold not win? Right, exactly. But at the same time, milk might be a better way to put out a fire than beer. That, that very base-sensitive uh, base, uh, thing. So, so yeah, it's, it's very know. possible. I think that Kurt Angle has a better chance that people are giving him credit. This one would do... Boy, that would be clear. I wonder how if he's ever had experience with firemen. Because, he, you know, he's the Olympic here, the American here. You would think that firemen would want to come meet him. So he might I'm have sure they both have done at least a fireman carry in their life. Well, probably. A little <laughs> bit. Um, mine is just for pure humor's sake. I want to see an obstacle course. Between the Great Kali <laughs> and Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be worth the price of admission. Absolutely. Neither one of them can bend, so that would be. You can't put like those little big ass circles that people have to crawl through. Or, or not just the little. What about like the army crawl in the oh middle of it? Oh my god, you'd have the army crawl. The, the barbed wire would have to be like six feet off the ground. Could, could you imagine them climbing a cargo net? Um, could you imagine them climbing a, a, wall, a wall with a rope? Great Khali's massive feet and his knees don't even bend. And he, how's he supposed to get up the wall? That would be tremendous. Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, my number three would be a guitar hero challenge between Chris Jericho, who's literally a rock god. Yes. And Chris Hero, who's literally a hero. A hero. Ooh. Who wins guitar hero between a guitar player? And a hero. Boy. I, I don't know. I, I, I lean towards Jericho. Jericho has the rock background, but he doesn't have the hero background. But he's not necessarily a hero. 
Chris Hero. This would have to be Guitar Hero. They're not rock band. No, Guitar Hero. Yes. Chris Hero is literally a hero. That's what his theme says. He's your hero. It would be tough, I think, to beat him in Guitar Hero. In Rock Band, I got to give the edge to Chris Jericho. Especially you can put him on the mic instead of uh, Guitar. But Guitar Hero, I'm going to lean Chris Hero. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Me personally. I like it. I like it. That takes me to uh, my number three, which, like Guitar Hero, is another very popular video game, and one we mentioned, and that's Dance Dance Revolution. I want to see Vandango against the Disco Inferno <laughs> against Alex Wright in a dancing challenge. The three, three arguably. What about three count? You can't, uh, do, do they have Team DDR? I don't know. I don't know. That's the, I don't know if they have That's Team true. DDR. But this one, those are, you got, you know, you have the Boogie Knights teaming up, and then you have Vandango. Sure, there are other dancers have, who have been around. There have been plenty of dancers. Ernest Miller, he'd be another good one to yep. have around. Uh, I want to see all of them. The Funkasaurus even. Bring back Brodus oh Clay and God. see him on it. <laughs> I want to see all of those guys. Just get a tournament going of the great dancing wrestlers sweet in history. Tea. We can get Sweet Tea. Get Sweet Tea. Yeah. What's he doing now? Oh, is he doing anything? Is he still around? Oh, yeah, I don't this know. This guy, is he still doing anything? Nah, there's a guy who kind of looks like him called Albert, who's uh, heading up NXT, but oh, okay. not the same thing. That makes sense. Um, number two for me, I think, is should have close to being my number one. I think you put The Rock versus Ryback in a pie-eating competition. Oh, oh. Because The Rock loves pie. But Ryback loves to eat everything. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. That's I close. I don't know who wins. That's really close. The Rock loves all kind of pie. Big pie, little pie, brown pie, vanilla pie, chocolate pie. He's okay on strudel, but he really loves he pie. He loves pie. And Ryback loves to eat. eat. He, he just, literally he just tells wants to everyone feed to me feed more. Him. I don't know who I wins. give it. I give it to Ryback. But if it was a food, if it was hot dogs, then yeah. But uh, if it was wings, even if it was protein shakes, I'm probably leaning Ryback. But it's pie, man. It is pie. It's pie. Imagine if they had poontang pie there. Oh well, that that would be the one exception. Oh, okay. That would be the one exception. You know, then I give it to the rock. Uh, my number two. It's another. It's a contest uh, involving consuming something. Mine is a beer drinking contest between Stone Cold and the Sandman. Pretty, pretty self-inflated. I mean, I don't know how that I wasn't. I think they would both drink themselves to death. I, I don't know how that wasn't booked already. For forget outside of that should be in a wrestling ring, but we'll do it outside the wrestling. I'm sure they have beer drinking competitions, and those two need to go at. I literally think those two men would try to drink until the, both of them died. Probably. I think that would be the only way to end the feud was one of their deaths or both of their deaths. Pretty much, alcohol poisoning is a real thing. And they, and they would show us on live television. That question is, would they get alcohol poisoned or would they just puke beforehand? <laughs> True. And your number oh, one? My number one. Uh, this is a man I have great, or two men I have great respect for, but I want to see who, in the wrestling ring, I want to see them outside of it. I want to take the Steiner brothers, Scott and Rick, fantastic wrestlers, not necessarily known for being the brightest person. I mean, we know Scott Steiner has problems with math. We know Rick Steiner lost a promo battle to Chucky the doll. <laughs> I want to see them in a spelling bee. That would take forever. <laughs> I just want to see it. Because if spelling bee can't end until somebody gets a word wrong right. and then someone else gets, gets a word, word right, that would take forever. Neither well, I don't know. If, if we go down to cat, if we go down yeah, to dog, true, true, we, true, eventually true. We'll, we'll kind of start high and work our way down. After about we, two hours, they'll be like, all right, spell door, please. Just D-O-R-E, door. 
So I was like, oh, God, I hate you so much, Steiner. <laughs> and my number one would be a dick measuring competition between Val Venus and Hulk Hogan. Hogan. I see. I, I was thinking you might do Hulk Hogan and Terry Bollea. But, <laughs> but, yeah, but we all know Hulk Hogan has a way bigger penis than, than Terry, Terry Bollea. Bollea. But Val Venus. But Val Venus. Yes. We don't. We're not – we've never really been told – Exactly how large Val Venus's junk was. We know he's a grower. We know he's a grower. Yeah. And we know when he gets put on a cold slab, he's a shrinker. Yes. But we know that Hulk Hogan has an 11-inch dong. We know because it's literally a court document. Yes. If I, it, if that is false, <laughs> that means that he perjured. He perjured himself in the eyes of the court. Yes. Now, Val Venus, on the other hand, was literally a porn star. Yes. I gotta think. I've seen a few porns in my day. They got huge wangs. I gotta think it's gonna be a closer fight. I guess a closer sword fight than you would think between Hulk Hogan and Val Venus. I would have to think. Well, we'll have to get Val Venus on to uh, find out some. You know, he, some sell, he sells weed for a living now. Oh yeah, no, he does all sorts of crazy. That's things. awesome. That's all. He's a weed, have, he sells weed have, for a living. He might have been one of those guys that's been rumored that WWE reached out to. Possibly. I can't oh, remember. Oh, God. If he came back as the same gimmick, but as a pot dealer, too, <laughs> that would be fantastic. Come out, same music, but just not a poor Hello, song. Oh, so. potheads. That'd be great. That would be fantastic. That'd be awesome. And uh, that wraps up our top five. I think yeah. those were some pre- I'd, I'd, like, I'd pay to see several of those I things. I would pay to see every one of them except the dick measuring competition. Yeah, don't want to see that. I would be okay on hearing the results. Exactly. But I would not pay to see. I would definitely pay to see a pie-eating contest between Brock and Ryback, for sure. Absolutely. AJ, uh, anything to plug? What you got going yeah, on? Yeah, man. Uh, me and my dad, we just started a business, uh, Francis Sports Academy. If you're in Maryland, you're listening to this. Um, the first training session, we train basketball and football. We're going to start with basketball. Probably won't break out football till after football season. Um, but my dad has coached guys that have played D1, D2, D3. He's coached guys that are in the NBA right now, like Rudy Gay um, and many other guys that are in the NBA. And he coached guys that were in the NBA a long time ago. He coached Sam Cassell. He's coached a lot of great players in his day. And we started up a training academy. Um, you can follow our Instagram account at Francis underscore sports on Instagram. Um, the website is FrancisSportsAcademy.com. If you got a kid, K through 12, um, that you think – really wants to get better at his craft, wants to be a better player, or you just want to see if he can be better, K-12, through all kids are welcome. The first session is July 17th. Go on FrancisSportsAcademy.com to figure it out and find out all the details. And um, like always, you can reach me at AJFrancis410 on Twitter. And, I mean, I'm pretty simple, man. That's pretty much all I got. They're dropping out discount? Uh, Yeah, except for nobody – I don't think anybody that listens to jobbing out is a high school basketball player. You never know. They might have a high school basketball player. You 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 never never know know. about that. Uh, Anyway, yeah, you can find me at the AOster, the show at Jobbing Out Show. You can email us, jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. If you want to be part of the live draft special, please email us. We've had a couple emails already, so we have plenty of space here. You want to come, pretty much just tell us, and that way basically we have you on a mailing list, so when we get all the details, we can email you the address, the time, all that good stuff. It's going to be a great time. I, I'm actually really looking forward yeah, to that. It's going to be awesome. We're, and we we're talking about live recording the podcast. So if you're here, you're more than likely going to be allowed to speak oh, we're definitely on the re- microphone. Yeah, we're definitely recording the podcast. The question is, will 
the details will, will we have it running during SmackDown so we can get instant reaction to all the picks, how we're going to do it. That's going to be, we got three weeks to decide that. Yeah. We're, we're going to be figuring that in the next few weeks. But definitely email us, jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. So for Glenn, who had to run early, for AJ, I'm Aaron Oster. Wait, wait, wait. For wait, AJ. Wait, wait. This is the last time I ever allow you to do the time. Uh, for, on. for, for Glenn, for, who had to leave early, for, for Aaron Oster, and for the main event. Vin. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out!